Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave, where we chat with amazing women within the worlds of sports, fitness, wellness, and business who aren't afraid to keep it real. Every week, we talk careers, relationships, and most importantly, the practice of self-care. Uncensored and unapologetic, you'll walk away from every episode with real-life takeaways and advice. No BS or fluff. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the 10th episode of the Rebel Babe Cave. That means we've been going for like two and a half months now, which means we are still a little baby podcast, but I'm pretty pumped about this. (laughs) I hope you guys are enjoying it. And if you are, I would love it if you would share it with your friends, post it online, on Instagram, tag me, all that good stuff. So today I want to talk a little bit about gratitude, which I've been talking and writing a lot about lately. Gratitude is the highest vibrating frequency there is. And gratitude is what will change your life. So when you focus on what you're grateful for, you're going to get more of it because what you focus on expands. And if you focus on the bad, you're going to get more of that. If you focus on the good, it's what you're mostly going to notice is the good. And this is a practice I have recently become really dedicated to the actual practice of gratitude because it's harder to go from like sad, angry, negative, straight to happy, but it's much easier to go from sad, angry, negative to appreciation. And then you can get to happy or just positive, or maybe just stay there in appreciation. You know, it's not easy to change your life mostly because we get in our own way or we overcomplicate things. Most people think in order to be happy, you have to do a complete overhaul, like all at once. And that's simply not true because changing your life is simply a matter of baby steps you put into practice every single day until they become a habit. Then you build baby steps on top of that. And before you know it, you've changed baby steps over perfection, patience over instant gratification, consistency over extremes. You know, lately I have not been super happy and I have not been grateful. I got sick (laughs) and I let that get to me and business has been really hard and I've been stressed, which stress is really just the achievers version of fear. I have self-sabotaged. I've been avoiding things that are important and I've been a little down on myself, but all of this is my fault. So all of it's got to change. You know, we can change our lives, but first it must start with our thoughts and our actions And the very first step is gratitude. So I'm going to give you three ways to practice gratitude and three things that I do. And hopefully this will help you. So the first one is wake up in the morning and take five minutes before you jump out of bed to focus or meditate on what you're grateful for. I personally like something guided. So I recently downloaded the app Simple Habit to meditate and utilize the morning gratitude category. I found that really helpful. Two, when your thoughts start to go dark, immediately switch your brain to think of what or more likely who you are most grateful for. Make an action in your physiology to signal the change. So for example, when I have a negative thought, I have started to immediately put both hands over my heart and I will think of my husband and how grateful I am to have him in my life. And then the last one is before bed, even if you have had an absolute shit day, conjure up one thing about your day that you're grateful for. Because even in tragic and sad circumstances, we can find glimpses to be grateful for. 
Whether it was a kind stranger or a moment we had just to be alone to breathe, there's always something. So find it and focus on it. We all deserve to have a happy life, but most of us fail to realize we're the ones responsible for making it happen. So before I introduce today's guest, I want to tell you guys about a small woman-owned business I just love and adore called Piper Fox Co. This is a company that's based where I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and its mission is to, with heart and passion, reach the masses with intentional and positive messaging. They have gifts, teas, tumblers, and they also give back to nonprofits. You guys, she was a vendor at my business and my small business Saturday event, and all of her items are just so cute. (laughs) They're all about like being kind, which I can totally get down with. So check her out. There's still a little bit of time for the holidays to scoop up gifts or even a little something for yourself. And you can visit them at piperfoxco.com. That's P-I-P-E-R, fox, F-O-X-C-O.com. Our guest today is amazing. She's, oh, you guys, she's so rad. I saw her speak this past summer and I just fell in love with her. She's real. She's brilliant. And if you don't become a raving fan of her after this, like I will be so shocked. Also bear in mind, I did this interview when I was sick with the flu, which I'm still coughing and don't sound that great, but I sound better. (laughs) So my voice is just awful on this podcast. I'm so sorry, but you know what? The show must go on and sometimes you just got to do what you've got to do. And that's what I did. So I cannot wait until you guys meet Nicole. You're going to love her. This episode is fire, you guys. After spending a decade at Fortune 500 companies, Nicole Walters turned her part-time side hustle into a full-time business. Leveraging her business development expertise, she and her team design immersive learning programs that help entrepreneurs establish profitable and purposeful businesses. Walters offers transformative resources that inspire people to not only build the business and life they love, but to leave a legacy. Nicole Walters, welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You're so awesome. I'm like so pumped to introduce you to my audience. They're going to love you. (laughs) We're going to have fun. That's for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. So one of the things that we do here, um, very first before we get started, is something we call goals, gratitude, and badassery. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to know, like it can be a goal or goals that you have right now, what you're grateful for, and then something that you're proud of that you've done recently that's just badass. Sure. So um, the big goal that I have is kind of just to continue to build my business in a way that frees me up to do more philanthropy. So the ultimate goal is to be able to really just use the revenue that I'm making every day to live and leave a legacy. So that's like the big goal. So I mean, there's tons of people who are like, my big goal is to become a multimillionaire or my big goal is to you know, build the biggest franchise of whatever, you know, and all of those are valiant goals. It's just, I always try to keep in mind the biggest thing, which is at the end of the day, living your legacy now. And then something I'm super grateful for, I have an amazing family. So I adopted my three girls, ages eight, 
17 and 20, which always feels so weird to say. Mm -hmm. I've been a mom for five years and um, I'm just so grateful for them. They really have transformed my life and given it a level of purpose that I never thought I would know. And I'm grateful for them, even though they are very much each in a stage of life right now where I'm certain they're trying to kill me every single day. It's just just a lot, you know, but I'm grateful for them. And then sheer badassery. Let's see here. Well, we just signed a deal for a TV show. So that is pretty exciting. We have a show that's going to be coming out in fall of 2020 and um, it's going to be on a major cable network. And hopefully once we're done, the press release is going to drop in a few months. And so once all that stuff is done, hopefully I'll be able to come back to the Rebel Babe Girls and, you know, (laughs) share a little bit more about that. But uh, it's definitely kind of the badass thing of the moment that I've got going on. Yeah, that's super friggin' badass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's exciting. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I'll definitely, I don't even care what it is. You could be like... <laughs> I know, I know. It's exciting. No, we're really excited about it. It's, it's going to be fun. It's about business and the family. And I get to be a female lead on this network that typically doesn't have a lot of female leads. So awesome. it's a really exciting opportunity and I'm super grateful for it. I cannot wait. You're definitely going to have to let us know when that when that's coming out. Well, definitely. fall 2020, but you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll blink and it'll be fall 2020. I know. Isn't that real life? It's like... Uh, what happened in November? <laughs> <laughs> Need more time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I want to talk to you about, I saw this before and after picture. Yeah. On your Instagram. And you had discussed like this moment that you had before you're about to go on stage that was kind of like a, almost like an aha, whoa kind of moment. Can you like talk a little bit about that and a little bit about your journey like to health? Absolutely, absolutely. So as an entrepreneur, a lot of times whenever you're running into a, a difficult spot or challenges or things of that sort, it really is surrounding you think it's surrounding something specific with your business. Like it's the product or it's a vendor or it's your marketing or your social media. So it's so easy to play with those things and and forget that sometimes it's you, you know, sometimes it's your mindset. Sometimes it's your physical well-being and your health. Sometimes it's your routine, your, your self-care and how you're handling things at home. I mean, changes in those areas can actually affect the bottom line and revenue in your business as well. And that's what it was for me. I I'd been building my business for five years and I was seeing great results. I'd hit the multi-million mark and I was speaking on stages, you know, across the nation. And it's actually a really specific moment that I, I won't forget. I'm good friends with Seth Godin. And when I was walking with him after we both were keynoting an event, he mentioned that he swims every day. And we weren't talking about my weight or anything, but he just mentioned that like he makes time to swim every day and he walks to his office and he's very active. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, I'd heard this tons. You know how you hear advice from a million people, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, it's not new for someone to tell you eat well and diet and exercise and, you know, take care of your body. Like we've been hearing that forever, but it's something about finally hearing it from someone who I knew, you know, was an entrepreneur and wasn't in fitness, you know, wasn't like a diehard, but was like, no, this is just something I do as maintenance so that I can be my best on stage. Like when he said that to me, I was kind of like, huh, I didn't realize that the way that I cared for myself and my health really does have an impact in what I bring and how I serve. And so the next day when I got on stage, you know, to, to speak at this conference and the stage was actually a little bit further away from the entrance door. And I started kind of like jogging out there. And then I got on stage and I was totally out of breath for like the first maybe 
30, 40 seconds of my speech. And I'm, when I say jogging, I mean, I wasn't doing much. Granted, I was wearing, I was wearing Spanx, you know, but I wasn't, I wasn't doing much, you know, and I get out there and I'm like, I'm out of breath. And then I realize, oh, wow, like, I'm not really bringing my A game, whether they're paying, you know, $100 for fit me or $100 for not so fit me, they're still paying their money. The question is, what's the value that I'm bringing on that investment? And I I wanted to turn up the value. So I decided to do what was necessary to get myself fit so I could do my best. That's amazing. And you're right. I think a lot of the times, you know, we hear it, we hear it, we hear it, and it doesn't, sometimes it just doesn't click. Yeah. And I, I think that goes for a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things in life, whether it's mindset or, you know, positivity or business strategy or parenting. I mean, sometimes it's not so much how often you hear it, but who you hear it from also. You know, right. like we, we have this rule in our house or not a rule, but a thing we talk about uh, where we call it like the auntie clause, where it's like, <laughs> if you don't want to hear it from your mama, go find an auntie who will tell you because the answer is not going to change. You know, like your kids, you know, your kids don't want to hear it from you sometimes, but it does doesn't mean that the information isn't the same. So uh, it was kind of, you know, it was kind of an auntie clause situation where I've had people who've said to me, like, Shalene Johnson is another one of my good friends. And she's like a fitness guru. She invented like Turbo Jam and all those workouts for Beachbody. Like she is the go-to. And I mean, she's been my friend for years now. And never pushy about fitness or anything like that, but I've obviously seen what it's done for her life. And (laughs) Shalene, you know, has been like, yeah, you know, like you could totally work out or you just need to find a workout you love. And, you know, everything she says makes sense. And yet (laughs) teeny tiny, you know, Seth Godin, who probably has 10 years on her, you know, and is hardly like, you know, a fitness guru. He's not ripped, doesn't have a routine, but it was him who said it. And I was like, Oh, that's what she meant. You know, <laughs> and it finally comes together. But yeah, yeah I think like with with people who are known for being fit people, you know, they're they're like you just assume they just woke up that way. They're just and love you know. it, yeah. Well, and also like Shalene's so like you know, well, once you find something you love, like you love to dance, right? You just need to dance and work out, and it'll be so great. And it's like, and I love working out because it makes me feel good. Like you know mm-hmm. how for each person there's like different value assigned to things, yeah. you know. So like for her, she's like, I work out because it makes me feel good. And I'm like, no, like working out for me and to this day does not feel good. Like I I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm hardwired differently, but literally I just got a Peloton bike. And whenever I get on there about five minutes in, I'm like, oh, so this is how I'm going to die. Like right here on this bike, people walk around not knowing when the moment's going to be. And it's actually today on this Peloton bike. Like, Like that's how I feel when I work out. But I also remember that, you know, it's good for me you have to do it just like entrepreneurship like if you want to have a boutique guess what you're gonna have to unpack some boxes girl like whether you like it or not you don't get to delegate everything you know and so it's just it's not fun for me but I like the results I like fitting in my clothes I like not being out of breath you know so you gotta (laughs) find the value for yourself so what did you end up doing when you were like okay that's it I'm done Mm -hmm. so all my life as I've always been like up and down on weight and I think that's something that I've tried to really be like candid about, you know, for people. It's like, I've just always been like a bigger girl and I'm never disliked my body. So for me, weight loss wasn't about, it was truly about health. Like it wasn't about, I want to be a size two or I want to, you know, like that's not it at all. But I ballooned up to a 22 and the health things that I was experiencing were brand new to me. So, Mm. I mean, I was getting, and also at the time when I was a size 22, I was 32 years old. 
So it just was really, the health things I was having were like issues that like people in their 60s were experiencing, which just, I mean, that was frightening enough to me, but like things like my knees hurt. So like in the past, whenever I was like, oh, got a little heavy, like I've gotten up to like a 14 and my comfort zone is like a 10. So I need to, you know, just start running and I'll be fine. Right. Like well, all those things, as you get older, those old tricks don't necessarily work the same. They do not. They do not. You know, or post baby, you're like, oh, it's fine. I'll just cut out soda. Yeah. Right, sister. You better find a treadmill. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't work out the same. So, you know, I doing that stuff and I like blew out my knee. Like it, like I hurt myself because it was like, oh, right, you know, in the past that worked, but you were a size 14 body, not a 22. So your body can't hold that weight anymore. So, I mean, it was like none of my old go-tos were working to get the weight off. And I was like, you know what? I need to just talk to a doctor. I need to go to a doctor. I need to to do this the grown-up way instead of the fad way. Like the fad way is to look around at your favorite Instagrammers, see who's <laughs> the best like butt shots at the gym and then pick that person. You know what I mean? And right. That's not my reality. Like I went to the doctor and I was like, hey, I just need a baseline. Like, tell me where I am. Tell me what I'm dealing with, what my numbers look like, and then give me a recommendation and partner me with whatever medical partners I need to get the results that I need. I'm going to do whatever you tell me. And that's what I did. And my doctor, you know, and it's a great place to start. Like my doctor told me at the time I was pre-diabetic, my Mm. cholesterol was high, that my blood pressure was so high that I literally could have a stroke at any moment. Like, I mean, just the numbers of alone made me more committed to the process, but it also told me a way that I could measure my success outside of just the scale. And that was a huge transformation for actually sticking with the process. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's huge having so many people only look at the scale and then they're not getting the entire story. My 140 (laughs) ripped is totally different. Totally. And like, like, (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And like also every every body is actually different. So like my I got a DEXA scan where they checked Ooh. the weight of my bones, right? Like, you know, kind you of got real they, legit into I it. I got real legit into it. I was just <laughs> like, you know what? Like now's the time. I can spend money on like fancy dinners. Let me take that same cost and like get those scans that I need. And so and like I found out my bones, my skeletal system alone weighs 132 pounds. So wow. understand this that I for years years was like, well, for five, five and my age, I should weigh 135. Like I've always thought like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like I literally was like, that's what the chart says, you know, and this is what I should weigh. And literally I found out for the first time in my life that if I weighed 135, I'd actually be dead. Like I would actually not be alive. So here I am, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I'm overweight and I'm so, it's so far out of reach and all that. When it was like, no, you're actually only about maybe like 40 pounds over weight, you know, like, like your perfect grade or your perfect weight is only like 40 or 50 pounds away, not, you know, a hundred pounds away. You know, it was just such a game changer for me and getting all those numbers. And then again, doing everything my doctor said. So like a lot of people have a lot of shame around certain things. Like if, if your doctor says, Hey, you need to go do a biopsy or a surgery or an MRI or a, uh, see a nutritionist or use certain medications to like get your cholesterol down until you get to a certain point, like whatever it is, just do what your doctor says, because those are just tools to help you do what you need to do. So like I did everything my doctor said, and I'm really glad that I did. I think it's really cool too, that you went, it's, 
most people go to the doctor and listen to the doctor when they've had like a, uh, like a scare, Mm -hmm. like something crazy happened to them. And they're like, Nope, Nope, that's it. You know, like I'm done here. And then they've got their doctor right there because they just went through it. So I find that really interesting that you, that you had this like moment and then before you went on stage and then you were like, okay, I'm going to go talk to my doctor. Well, it's kind of like entrepreneurship, right? Like where if you're somebody who like listens to this podcast or is into personal development, you Mm -hmm. know, what you're doing is you're trying to be your best self. And so that means you seek out the information from experts. So you talk to an expert and that gives you a starting off point to help you avoid pitfalls and also create shortcuts for yourself. And so that's what it was for me. I was like, you know what? All these like bad things that are on TV, even if they do work, I don't know if they work for me. So let me go to an expert and just find out because don't you think your doctor knows about Jenny Craig? And don't you think your doctor knows <laughs> about some fast? Like if your doctor feels like that's the right thing for you, they'll recommend that. They'll say that, you know, they'll say, Hey, try Weight Watchers. Like lots of doctors say that all, as an option. So, I mean, it's very easy for you to go to a doctor and get the diagnosis. Why do it yourself? You're not an expert at losing weight. You're not an expert at getting fit because if you were, you'd already be that way. So so, so go to an expert and get help on that. Just like, you know, we don't do our own taxes and we don't do our own open heart surgery. You know, we go to an expert. So that was what came to mind was, this is clearly not something I'm good at doing and I'm okay with that. Let me go ask for help from somebody who knows what they're doing. I'm like still trying to picture what it would look like to be 132 pounds of bones. I know! What's left. (laughs) I know, it looks like, it looks like that skeleton in your high school biology class in the corner. That's what it looks like. No hair, no skin, no anything. And literally, can you imagine all of my life, all through college, all through high school, I was like, and I mean, I don't, I'm not like ashamed of my numbers. Like when I was in high school and college, I was like 185 or so. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I'm huge. Because 185 is like on on certain frames, that's a very heavy weight. But if you say lift or, you know, have a lot of muscle or do sports, that's actually not that crazy, you know? And I could never get below 178 or so. So like when I was at my fighting weight, like doing like track and competing and working out literally two to three times a day and eating well, I'd be 175 and I look good and I was tiny and I fit into clothes. And if you looked at me, you might guess my weight to be like 130 something or 140. But in my head, I was like, I am 40 pounds overweight. If you can only imagine what that does to your to you mentally, right. and it's all because I wasn't well informed. And we do the same thing in our businesses. We'll say to ourselves, "Oh my gosh, my business is failing. I'm doing a terrible job because we're comparing ourselves to someone else when their numbers may look different than our numbers." So it's why we have to really be informed because it really helps us have a good perspective on ourselves. Right? You can't just like pull some arbitrary number like out of the yes. sky and be like, "I want to weigh this." This, yeah, that's <laughs> not how the science of it goes. Or I'm I'm terrible and overweight and and a person if I don't weigh this. And it's like, that's not possible. It's literally not how it works. And what's great is like after going to the doctor, it really does come down to like, people are always like, so what's your secret? What's your trick? And it's like, you know, one, I did everything my doctor said. There's no secret there. Just do what your doctor is not telling you secrets. They're just telling you systems. So like do those. And then after that, you know, life is truly just maintaining it, right? Like it's diet and exercise. Like what you eat is what you become. You know, move your body every day. Like I, again, 
absolutely despise working out. So what I do is I have a Peloton bike. I do 20 minute workouts on my Peloton, but I go hard as possible on my Peloton. And then I'll do like between 20. Sometimes if I can really push it out, I'll do 30. I have yet to do a 45 minute workout and I don't beat myself up over that. I'm just not there yet. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but like I'll do 20 to 30 minutes and then I try to be very active throughout the day. So it's like when the kids come home, if they're like, oh, I want to tell you about something that happened at school, instead of sitting on the couch, I'll say, well, let's go for a walk. So that that way we walk and talk, you know, and then we try to walk at a nice clip. So like, that's how I'll get in my extra working out. But yeah, it's like, I'm just, I'm not here for it. I don't like it. It's not my ministry, but I do what I got to do. Like a true (laughs) entrepreneur where you're like, okay, how do I have this? How do I figure this out? Make it happen. (laughs) Exactly. And make it stick. That's so amazing. I love Mm -hmm. that. I really, and I really feel like women who excel in business are naturally going to excel in those other areas you know of health it's only a matter of time and like for you it's just a matter of yeah and it's intentionality right like I mean let's not forget that we just still if we're moms and if we're busy and business owners like there's a lot of stuff going on but eventually you have to make it a priority you know and and that's what happened was I had to say to myself this is important to me this is a priority I'm focusing on it and and I'm going to make it work Right. So speaking of that, having the family and the balance and all of that. um, So how do you, how do you balance your, you've got this crazy growing business. You have now your, your newfound fitness. You've got these girls who are all going through super fun stages. Right, right. Life. You're married. How do you uh, juggle it all? I know I have a lot of moms who listen to this and that's, this is like their favorite their favorite part. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Well, so my answer is not going to be anywhere near as fun or deep as I'm sure anyone else's is. The truth is, the truth is I don't. I'm a hot mess express, you know, like, so all the moms out there waiting for the secret, like exhale, there isn't one. You know what I mean? The reality is what I do is I grant myself grace. I say, hey, one ball is always going to be on the floor. You can't juggle everything. And that is just the real. What I try to do is I try to just be my best wherever I am in that moment. So if I make it to the school play, and sometimes I don't, if I make it to the school play, I'm there and I'm there without a phone out, you know, trying to do work someplace else. I'm at the play. If I am, you know, celebrating or having dinner with my family, I'm having dinner with my family. You know, it's important for me to just try to be my best in the moment that I'm in, but I try not to beat myself up if I can't be everywhere because as moms, we're expected to be all the things to all the people all the time. Mm -hmm. And that means that at minimum, you're nothing for yourself and that's not realistic. And so I just started granting myself grace and saying, look, like a ball's going to drop and you know what? I'm still doing the best that I can. See, I think that's the perfect answer. (laughs) (laughs) It's real life, right? I love it because people are always like, you need a planner. Maybe if you schedule or if you delegate and like all those things help you. They help you juggle a little better, but it doesn't mean you're not going to drop something. And I think that people need to hear that you can still be a multimillionaire and drop something. You can still have well-adjusted kids and drop something. Like the other day I was at, I was working just a regular work day and I get a phone call from the school out of nowhere. My kid has stuck an eraser in her ear and you know, and they can't get it out. And I got to come to the school and I got to take it or urge again. Like, it's just, these things happen. And you know, one, I could beat myself up because now I'm pulled away from work or two, I could beat myself up 
because I have the type of kid who thinks you can stick an eraser in your ear. You know, I mean, there's a million ways I could like beat myself up over it or I could just handle it, know that, hey, some work stuff's not going to get done. And guess what? The world will go on tomorrow. And that was the angle that I decided to take. And it serves me best. I think a lot of women, and this is one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this podcast, because, you know, we see these amazing kick-ass women who are just like crushing it, you know, day to day. And we see them from afar, but when you look really close, it's like, they're just like, we're all the same. We're, you know, we're absolutely all trying to juggle the same. Like barely. And we're all messing up and we're all not great. And we're all like screwing things up. Like that's real life. Like we are all a mess. You know what I mean? We're all a mess and it's just what it is. Right. Totally fine. And I I think that that's everything. Yeah. Like some people use it as an excuse to just not do something because like, well, I'm messing up right now doing this. So if I add that to my plate or if I tried to start a business or if I tried to get into a new fitness regime, like I'm just, I don't, I don't have the balance. I I can't do it. In reality, it's like, look, (laughs) sometimes you go in the gym and you just shut off the world for 20 minutes and mm-hmm. and other times you might get an actual hour in there. It's just, it depends on, on the day and, and the activities going on. Totally. You just create the space that you can for yourself. You do the best you can. So I feel like you're one of those super real people too. Like you're, you quit, you quit your, your big corporate job on Instagram live, which is insane and amazing. I feel like you're always like in your hair wrap on on Instagram. Oh, I am. Like, I'm like, listen, it's what it is. You're going to get what you get. Like, that's pretty much what it is. Which I love it. So what did you, was that ever like a conscious choice? Like you're going to share all of you or most of you? Because I don't think... Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I don't think anyone shares every aspect of their life, you know, on social. But yeah, I know that from the beginning, I definitely was like, social media is meant to be social, you know, so you should just be yourself. And the way that I think of anyone who hangs out with me on Instagram or on Facebook or anything else is it's like I'm FaceTiming or texting a girlfriend. That's what it is. So, you know, I, I don't adjust things just because it's a girlfriend. Because realistically, the person on the other side looks like me. They're in leggings. <laughs> they are, they might be in like house clothes and sweats. You know, they're probably in a messy bun, you know, on top of their head, like a little bit of a mess, you know, and that's real life. And I don't know, there's just, if they want to see perfect and pretty, there's plenty of those options elsewhere. Um, but if they want to see someone who's still getting it done while not being perfect and pretty, well, guess what? I'm an option for that. And, <laughs> and, you know, and it's okay. And it also keeps the bar low. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I know, right? You know what I mean? Like, if, if for some reason something goes viral and people are like, oh my gosh, that girl's on, you know, I actually had a viral video that had like a million views. I've had a, a couple and one that had a million views. I wasn't wearing a bra. And it, I completely forgot that I wasn't wearing a bra. <laughs> and, like, and I mean, like, I'm old enough now that like, literally me and no bra is like, you could tuck my boobs into my waistband. You know what I mean? Like, it is a full on... <laughs> like situation. And I'm just, I was at home and I was comfortable. So I didn't think anything of it. And sure enough, I'm looking at the comments and people were like, I can't believe she's doing this with no bra on. And I'm like, that's eh, my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's what it is. And at the end of the day, what's great is, you know, when things like that go viral, guess what? The paparazzi can't get a picture that, you know, does, isn't already out there. No one's going right. you know, <laughs> to, nothing, it's nothing new. So yeah, it's just being yourself is a lot easier than having to modify and be something else. I completely agree with that. I feel like it's harder though, as just like a person trying to grow to be real, I guess, like not yeah. harder. To, 
the act of being real is not hard. I feel like it's harder to grow when you're real. Absolutely. No, totally. It can be difficult, I think, when you are trying to kind of figure out the direction to go in. Like, uh, you know how my team is always like, yeah, we want to make you a little bit more polished. We want to edit your videos. We want to, you know, create a content calendar instead of you just going live in the middle of a mammogram. You know, like, (laughs) it's just like, you know, and it's like, I get that some things are related to growth, you know, and and getting more polished and things like that are part of it. But I also never really want to lose the sense of who I am, you know, because I think ultimately that's what's helped my business be so successful is that I really am just out here like, girl, let's keep it real. Let's just hang out, you know, two friends in a car, no big deal. Right. I keep telling myself, I'm like, you know what, that's going to be, it's more sustainable. It totally is. It totally (laughs) is. Like, because also before I go live, like, let's say you have a great moment of inspiration or you're in the middle of something awesome that's happening. You don't ever have to think about like, do I have makeup on or will this get to the editor? Is this time sensitive? You just go live. You know what I mean? You just go live or you just share it or you just record it and you know that it can go up real time and it'll still be good. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the bar low, ladies. I know. The bar is way low. I know. It's like, listen, there's enough places to have a high bar. Like, I want to have a profitable, debt-free business. I want to impact as many people as possible. I want to make sure my kids aren't the biter in their class. You know, like, I've got a lot of things that I'm trying to excel at. Like, I, I do not have time for makeup some days. It's just what it is. <laughs> it's just what it is. That's why I got the fake lashes, because you can just wake up. Oh, yes, sand. girl. All of that. Like, that's why I'm like, the one thing I'm just obsessed about, like my eyebrows, because, you know, trustworthy eyebrows, that's like how people determine whether or not they're going to deal with you. So there's trustworthy eyebrows. And then of course, like great skin, like I exfoliate, I moisturize, like I do all the things just so that when I wake up, I'm not a total disaster, you know, but like, that's about the extent of it. I I wouldn't say that I try very hard. (laughs) I love that though. Uh, so you were talking, you talking about charity and nonprofit philanthropy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is there an organization that you're in, into right now or is there something you're looking? So yeah, into? so there's sort of two categories of giving that I'm really passionate about. The first one, of course, is like, you know, formal giving through organized charities. So I love Pencils mm-hmm. for Promise. They donate, at, you can donate to them and every single penny goes towards their charitable work. So they build schools abroad and that's their main focus. And it's mm-hmm. actually fairly inexpensive expensive in the grand scheme of things, fundraiser-wise, to build a school that will actually live on forever and and educate a lot of students. Uh, It's around $50,000, which, you know, in terms of fundraising, that is a lot of money going really, really far, you know, it's our little bit of money going really far. And so you can raise revenue with your, for your birthday, you can work with your community, you can work locally. And what happens is you hit that number, guess what? You've built a whole school, you know, and like that's tremendous, you know, so I love working with them. And then the other style of giving I love is, you know, kind of what I call micro giving. It's just blessing people in little ways every single day whenever you are in the world. So whether it's paying a toll or getting a cup of coffee, or if you find out that someone in your neighborhood is really struggling, taking the opportunity to say, like, for instance, we have a neighbor up the street that usually keeps a beautiful garden. And um, I noticed this summer that their garden just was like very overgrown and things. And it was just unusual for that neighborhood. Neighbor. So, you know, popping in there and just saying like, hey, what's, you know, how are you doing? What's going on? You know, because it's unusual, you know, and then finding out like, oh, they're sick or they're dealing with a challenge or a struggle and then saying, I'd love to maintain this for you. And, you know, just things like that to help out the people around you so that we're impacting our community because, you know, that's part of your legacy as well. I love that so much. 
Yeah, it's a real thing. I love that. That's a big thing that I've been needing to work back in. I think I've been so tunnel vision on my business that I like sure. forget to be like, hey, how can I help someone? You know? Yeah, just- yeah. And what's great is like, it doesn't even have to be that big. I think that when, and tunnel vision is required, like focus is necessary, especially in the building and launching phases. Mm. And I think what's great is we realize that if you don't think of it as, oh, when I get to this point, I can do this much. If you start thinking of it as where can I integrate little moments of philanthropy in the things that I'm doing now? So if it's like, hey, I'm doing a, a course launch, can I give away 10% of my profits, you know, like to an organization? So with every purchase, $5 goes to blank, you know, and it's just a nice way to be able to support people. Or is it rounding up your community and saying, hey, guess what? It's the end of the year. You know, we want to sponsor two children. Do you, who wants to help with that? You know, and it doesn't have to be huge. Something like that can be a hundred bucks or 250 bucks, right. like total, literally to sponsor someone monthly. But, you know, these things make a huge impact and a huge difference. And it also creates and fosters a sense of purpose and community that, you know, lives on in a bigger way. Even just being nice to someone, I, I feel like it's... Yes. It's so crazy to me how I don't, we just treat each other with. I don't, yeah, I think we're, we're dismissive. Yeah, I think it's dismissive, you know, more than anything, where mm-hmm. we all are just in our own heads and we're all just super busy. And I think that's what tends to happen is like, you find yourself kind of being in on the go, go, go. So one of the easiest ways to kind of give back would be like, just like you said, if you are talking to, you know, someone at the grocery store or at the line at Target, if they say, if you say, how are you doing? Actually listening, you know, and say, and if they're like, oh, I'm good. No, really, how are you doing? You know what I mean? And actually listening instead of being so automatic about your interaction, because you'd be surprised you can really, really help. Right. Like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. You know how like it's automatic. Like we don't even realize it. Like, how are you doing? Fine. And then we just keep going. And it's like, no, like I want to listen for the answer. And maybe I'll actually read your name tag and use your name. That's good, James. I'm glad to hear that. Like that might be the only true interaction that they've had that day. And that's a big deal. It's very true. It's Mm -hmm. very true. So many good things before we do our final wrap up here. One of the things I've heard you say a bunch of times is I don't do free. Yeah, no, gosh, I'm allergic. I love because (laughs) I think... I think, you know, when you are, especially like, you know, a young woman entrepreneur starting a business or you're new in business and you get like pressure from, which I don't think friends should do this, but you get pressure from friends for discounts or Mm -hmm. you're afraid to set your prices and you're, you know, really like there's like a lack of confidence there because you don't have that experience of doing it. So do you have any like any suggestions to that that person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think the thing that a lot of us need to shift with is it's not so much about charging because of our own profit. That's actually why it feels uncomfortable because mm-hmm. if a friend or someone's asking you, you're like, oh man, I have to set this price because if I don't make a discount, then it looks like I'm greedy or it looks like I only care about my business when it, we all know and we can just say it out loud, all the entrepreneurs out there, all the people thinking about it, mm-hmm. we all know that entrepreneurship is hard and it is fun on some days, but a lot of days it's really tough. And so we're not in this just to become bajillionaires because if so, there are other ways to do it that that aren't as difficult and challenging, right? But you know, for sure, right? So knowing that, that means that the reason why you're charging is because you probably have a greater purpose behind it. Whether it is wanting to pay for your kids' college or finally set up a fitness program that you're really passionate about that's going to change people's lives and get a system out there. 
you know, especially for people who are passionate about fitness, like, you know how it's changed your life. You know how it's helped people, how you how you can save someone else's life with that information. Like, that's what you're really about. So recognize that money is just a tool to allow you to do those things. You can't become an international speaker if you can't pay for a flight. Like, it's <laughs> real simple, you know? So whenever I put a price tag on something and the right price tag on it and don't do free, it's because I am that committed to my legacy. It's because I want to honor the work my children are doing every day to get into great schools. It's because I know the value of the struggle that I have managed to overcome and how valuable it is for me to share that with people so they can overcome their own struggles. So I have to charge so that I can continue doing the work that I've been called to do. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we like to end on a quote. So is there like a quote that you either have been feeling lately or that you live by or something that just pops in your head? Yeah, sure. So like, I'm a God girl. Like, so for me in particular, you know, and this I think applies to everyone one way or another, but there is actually a Bible verse that is first Peter four ten, And that Bible verse basically says this in a gist, right? It says that every single person has a gift. We all have a calling. We all have a purpose. But what makes that really special is that this verse says that that calling and purpose isn't just for us to use ourselves. That calling and purpose is specifically for us to use to serve and help others. And I think that that makes it so clear that we're supposed to be out there using our gifts, using our skills, and and taking what we've learned and been through in our lives in order to make sure other people have a better life and that they leave a great legacy. I love it. Tell them where they can find you, Nicole. Of course. So if anyone is looking to hang out or if you guys want to see what I look like on a regular day, you can <laughs> find me over on Instagram at Nicole Walters. You can also find me on Facebook and on the web at Nicole Walters everywhere, NicoleWalters.com. You're awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, no, it was a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Cave. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week.